Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we're going to Toronto to talk to Anne and David Powell, brother and sister, who run a very interesting organization, and we'll get to that in just a minute. First of all, where did you both go to school? Which part of the school? Um, we, yeah. grew, we grew up in England, but it, in our teens, um, our dad, who was in the army, got a posting to Canada, so we were going back and forth between our boarding schools in England and coming here for holidays. In, in when we, we came here as late teens, I went briefly for a, a part-time course at the a Montreal School of Fine Arts at the time, and then both of us ended up here at the Ontario College of Arts before it was of design and or it, before it was university, way back when. Mm-hmm. And then we continued to learn, obviously, from all the people we work with and our travels and so on. Yeah, but we learned about our craft mostly from experimenting and from watching other people and mm-hmm. seeing shows we liked and seeing shows we didn't like and thinking, hmm, what we do we do here? There's a good idea and all that stuff. Which leads to the obvious question. Besides doing the puppetry, did you do other work before you started this one? Um, yeah, my int- uh, intention was actually to be an illustrator, and I did. I actually was one of the founding members of Kids Can Press way back when, when it was uh, on an Opportunity for Youth pro- for Youth Project grant. Mm-hmm. And so I've illustrated a bunch of kids through the Kids Can Press and also the Women's Press back then. Um, but we both of us done a lot of other sort of related work. And unrelated, um, I got a very nice grant from the Canadian government to go travel to Indonesia to see one of the two countries in the world that takes puppetry serious. And I fell absolutely in love with the music, the gamelan of Java, and um, fell into a lucky position here in Toronto where the Toronto Board of Education bought a large gamelan orchestra from Java, broke it up into three sets, and it goes out to schools and the teachers need to know what to do with it. So I get to go out and play with the teachers and the kids to show them how to play gongs and xylophones and all that stuff. So Anne, how did you come up with the name for the organization? Oh, between us. Actually, that was a David story. <laughs> uh, I had a friend that I was going on and on and go on at him about all the puppet ideas that were going through my head, and he said, oh, shut up, you puppet monger. <laughs> and be- before that, briefly, we called ourselves the bubonic players. Didn't get a lot of work. <laughs> no, I didn't know that one. <laughs> puppet mongers have been more successful. So, having said that, how long have you had the organization? Um, puppet mongers, as puppet mongers since 1974. So. Oh. Eight years now. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that we knew that not we had any idea we'd still be doing it <laughs> that much later. It was just, well, this is fun. Let's well, for our, for our listeners, they're going to say, how can a brother and sister work together for that long? I think we always played together. And I think as children, what really helped was we both went off to boarding school. So we'd have these intense play times during the holidays, really get on well. And towards the end of holidays, and then we go off to school and miss each other again. And then really look forward to seeing each other again. Mm. Um, and I think even now, it's interesting when we're discussing working on a new show or when we're remounting or something, we'll be at loggerheads of different points of view. Yeah, we'll leave the day. Next day, get back together. And we'd be, oh, actually, I see your point. No, no, I see your point. We've completely switched. And then <laughs> and we then still have an argument again. Yeah, but then the we find the middle day. Yeah. We usually find yeah. uh, the way through. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's amazing. I mean... If, if I had to live with my sister or even talk to my sister or work with her that kind of 
amount of time, I think we would have killed each other. Yes. Well, we well do there, are, there are days like that. Yes, and we do live at different ends of the city as well. Yes. Very individual we lives. We have, uh, through COVID, we've kept up socially. Yes. And yes. Anne comes to dinner at my place once a week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, having said that, t tell our listeners what the organization does. Okay. Um, well, we're a puppet, puppet, ah, I'm trouble with the word, puppet theater company. And our aim has always been to just experiment and try new ideas and see how people respond and all that stuff and really our focus isn't to being a little puppet company it's to be puppetry as theater so we're always seeing it as theatrical mm -hmm. um, which means we can't do our shows at birthday parties because they're too big and complicated um, <laughs> and every show is different uh, from every other show um, the show we're working on right now um, is set in a huge doll's house. It's one that Anne built as a solo fashion. Uh, the puppets are about six inches tall. Um, in uh, another show, the performers are all building bricks, like you build a house out of it, and you put little tutus on them, and they do circus acts. Um, we did uh, Charles Dickens' uh, piece, um, Hard Times. Times, where we used the idea of glove puppets, but we made their heads human head size, so that we could um, have masks of exactly the same face that we could wear at certain times when we needed them to be more animate. Um, and uh, in that show, we also use shadow projection and a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. So we're always playing with, you know, what, 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 what's the best way to tell this story? What's the best imagery it, it is really how we approach it. And also, I think, to give the audience, um, to expand the idea of what puppetry is mm -hmm. in theater for the audience. Yeah. And... and Who's your audience? It depends. Well, at the moment, um, in the theater here, we're performing this show, Bed and Breakfast, The Big Doll's House. This week, we have school groups coming in um, for grades one and up. Um, and then during the holiday week, that'll be families coming in. The Hard Times that David just mentioned actually was a, a family, uh, not a family show, um, a show for adults. And some high school kids came as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done many shows for family audiences, but we've done three or four or five that aren't just family audiences, they're for older audiences. It's not adult audiences, it's not like naughty, naughty, um, but for older audiences. We did um, Hard Times, I mentioned, that's a really, I think, grim, the, Dick, Charles Dickens' grimmest story he ever wrote, set in the industrial wastelands of the Midlands during the Industrial Revolution. Um, and we did uh, a show about piracy in China in the uh, early 1800s that was quite fascinating. Um, and uh, the Ballad of Tamlin, yes, also. Yeah, an old border ballad about um, a young man abducted by the Queen of the Fairies, which sounds like a fairy tale thing, but it, it was an adult piece. So, Anne, do you train people to be puppeteers? We run, actually, um, we don't train them to be puppeteers on our shows, but we run a school of puppetry with various different aspects. We have, um, during the winter, weekend workshops people come to where we teach some of them, but we also bring in other professional puppeteers who, who do very different kind of puppetry from us. And then in the spring, we have what we call the, the June Intensive, which is a two-week program. The first week is a series of workshops. Again, we bring in other people as well as us to teach them, and then a week of, um, within a week, just very... Um, sort of an overview of putting together a production the way we do so. Um, and then we also have um, an event called Fresh Ideas in Puppetry Day, which is really an opportunity for people who are working on little pieces or big pieces to share, share and show whether presentations about what they're working on or little short pieces that they can actually perform. Because so, there's so little opportunity for, for performers generally, for puppeteers particularly, 
to just get some feedback from an audience when you're just working on a project. And it's really great to get feedback from your, your peers. Yeah. Um, and didn't mention the PXL, which mm. is a puppetry exploratory program. Laboratory. Laboratory, yes. Um, it, it runs from beginning of February through until Fresh Ideas, which is late May or early June. And that is a thing where some people can't propose a project they want to work on with puppets, and other people just want to work on a project. We put them together, and then we mentor them with a, whatever random meetings, whatever schedule, through those three, four months uh, to help them have something together. And either when we do the Fresh Ideas Day, they are uh, presenting their piece or talking about the process of developing it. And the other thing I want to say was that this year, the um, puppetry intensive is part of a cross-Canada thing. Uh, Unima, the world's puppetry organization, headquarters, uh, a Canadian one is in, in uh, Montreal. And uh, they have organized a series of four serious workshops happening across Canada starting in the early winter and moving, we're the last one in June. Um, we've tied it into our, um, into our intensive. So there are six people who've been selected from all across Canada who are going to all four of these workshops um, in Nova Scotia at Mermaid Theatre, in Montreal with, do you remember the name? I can't remember his name, but I know they'd be at the Maison de Marionette. Yes, um, and out west in the Alberta with um, Pete Orko from El Trout. So really, a, a very rich program. And then um, some other people will join in, like with, we'll, we'll take in some extra people to add to the six um, for our program. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. So, David, mm. you have your theater. Why aren't you doing your shows online? Well, we don't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we during COVID, we did film some of our shows, and it was really interesting not having an audience, just somebody behind a camera. The audience feeds us just as we are feeding them. We sort of meet. They really hold us up, and they give us the energy. Mm. The response, and it's so different every time. Yeah. They're really important. Yeah. But we actually did release a bunch of uh, videos of the shows. Um, they're not shows that were built for filming. Mm -hmm. They were shows, and then they were filmed. Um, we have them all on Vimeo. Look up Puppet Mongers on Vimeo. You can find them. Um, I think what we got is freebies of um, little shorts of most of them, and then if you pay us lots of money, no, a little bit of money, you can uh, watch the movie. Um, and we've actually got another one we recently filmed. We just got it edited. It's um, Validad the Grass Cutter, the one set on our t tour in Iran back in the 70s. Um, we haven't released that one yet, but we've got it sitting there. So um, it's, it's not on YouTube. You don't have a YouTube channel. A couple of things on YouTube. Um, the trouble was the movies are too long for YouTube. You can't just put them up for free on YouTube. And um, so we, we went to Vimeo. Um, I should probably put a few things up on YouTube as sort of, um, you know, bait and snatch, bait and swap. <laughs> you watch that there, and then you go to Vimeo and Super Cool Thing. Bait and switch, right. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. Also, um, what we were doing, especially during COVID, when we couldn't actually perform and have audiences come to us, at the times of year that we would usually be performing, whether it was March break or the winter holiday, that's when we would release as a ticketed event for people to watch at home. The videos. The yeah. videos of particular yeah. shows. Yeah. Rather than just having them for free. I mean, this is our income. <laughs> we needed it. Yeah. But I mean, aren't there people in England who would love to see some of your shows? 
Oh, yeah. that was what the amazing thing is about being online for Fresh Ideas Day, um, for having our videos available. People were tuning in from all over the world. Yeah, um, we get a report. It says people in Myanmar are watching your video. Mm. Barbados and Europe and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think, who, who, who in Myanmar has access to the internet? The generals? <laughs> Children of them? Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, David, you know, I'd love to come and see some of your shows. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife has Parkinson's, so mm -hmm. we really can't travel very easily. Yeah. So we'd rather just see it online if we could. Yeah. Well, as I say, we, there are some up there. They're all on Vimeo. Um, I find Vimeo is hard to nego na navigate. That's the word I'm looking for. I have to talk to them and figure out how to make it so it's easy for people to find stuff. Um, but we have our family shows. We have um, adult shows for adult audiences, older audiences. Um, we have a whole bunch of work. That's something we did do during COVID. We made a whole bunch of uh, workshops of different things we usually do in school, the demonstrations. And we put them up free for families or teachers who want them to share with their kids. So that's all up there, too. Just simple puppet making. Yeah, puppet making. So what's the address on Vimeo? If you Google puppet mongers on Vimeo, you'll get somewhere okay and you can hunt through there as i say it's very poorly organized i find i have to figure out how to do that it's not my forte okay so in the next three years and what's going to happen what are you going to be doing differently david talks about retiring i do i do <laughs> get to that age yeah. well why why would you retire what would you do if you retired well, both seniors we are both over 70. Um, yeah. I'm finding I'm having more difficulty remembering things, keeping track, um, and and uh, you know I mean yeah it'd be great if you could carry on but we'll see yeah yeah it's, it's no, what would you do if you retired? Oh, I think we'd still do uh, projects with yeah. people. I mean, there's always projects with other theater companies that's where they want something made. Um, Continue teaching, yeah, mentoring yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So at, at the moment, I'm actually in the middle of uh, making a bunch of masks for a theater company that wanted some. And uh, someone just contacted us the other day about turning a big stuffed wolf doll thing into a, a wolf that could be manipulated in a movie. So those sorts of jobs will definitely continue. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and a project we just are not finding the time to do, but we keep talking about it, is that when we do stop, oh, continue only just with the, the things we enjoy doing on the side, um, is as a legacy project, is creating, by having a space set up with all our tools, all our materials that we've collected over our 48 years for the puppetry community to use, um, for rehearsing, for building, for meeting, for teaching, and all the things mm -hmm. we've been doing in our studio, that it can go on beyond us. Yeah, it'd be great if the School of Puppetry classes and yeah. Fresh Ideas Day and all those things could continue with other people running. And we do have a mass of fabulous equipment, and we have a library of puppetry books. We also have a collection of puppets from all over the world that are really, really useful as a reference just to sort of research and figure out how this was made and how it works. And so many puppeteers, uh, puppetry companies, they're small. They don't have really a space of their own. They're working mm. in their kitchens, their living rooms. It would be nice for them sometimes to get out of house. So we have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. So yeah. How, how big is your theater, Anne? The, the, the Doll's House Theater that the show is in? No, that you're. Uh, no, we oh, don't actually. We're have rent, we don't have a theater space of our own. We have a studio space where we build, work, rehearse, teach. Um, okay. we rent, we're renting the Tarragon Extra space right now. And which how, is a, how big yeah. is that? Um, for this particular, usually it's a, a 104 seats. 
But for this show, for sight lines, we cut off some of the side seats, and there are 80 seats. So it's very intimate. We love this space. We bring every winter holiday show that we do into here. Yeah, we've been doing winter holiday shows here since 1990. Yes. There are three shows that we circulate. Mm -hmm. um, but we love the intimacy of it um, for children, for families. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just in Toronto, or do you go outside of oh, Toronto? Oh, we travel. We travel. David mentioned Iran earlier, uh, back in early 70s, uh, late 70s, sorry. We were we were invited to perform in uh, Iran. We toured in Iran there. We've toured around Europe. Actually, we went back to Iran also in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, we did European tours. We did a lunch of. We've uh, been across Canada and the States, all around the place. We haven't done much touring lately, but it's always possible. The, the show we're doing right now, the Bed and Breakfast, the Big Dollhouse, um, the very first booking it ever got was at a festival in California. You had to fly it out there. It doesn't <laughs> flying dollhouse. That's amazing. So it sounds like you're so passionate about what you do. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And and that and you're making a difference to the community, and that's. That's what a social enterprise is, if you didn't know the term before. But you are definitely a social enterprise, giving back to the community. I'll put that as a subheading under our title. And, okay. and having fun while you're doing it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. So what is your website again, Anne? It's www.puppetmongers, all one word, dot com. And mongers is spelled M-O-N-G-E-R-S. Just like an ironmonger, a fishmonger. Yeah, so it, it means someone dealing with a product that people don't really want to know yeah. about. Usually something dirty, smelly, dirty, <laughs> messy. It's interesting how many puppet companies have a name that's sort of derogatory of themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were part of that tradition. Yeah. Well, look, thank you very much. It's thank been you. great talking to you. Perfect. You too.